Hey y'all, welcome to Ducks in a Row. We don't have it all together and we don't always get it right, but here we turn to God's Word to help us get our ducks in a row. Okay, okay here we are. Ducks in a row. We are restarting, revamping, re... I don't know the word. Renewing. Renewing. That's a great <laughs> there we go. Um, so I have some new faces slash voices. You can't see their faces yet, but you will. Um, and we're just going to start afresh with Ducks in a Row. Um, we're going to grow it. And these beautiful women have joyfully, thankfully accepted the invitation to help me not help me to do this for me <laughs> I don't know with me all the things um so ducks in a row is totally different there's a lot more ducks and I would like to introduce you to my two sweet sweet friends I have Rebecca Weeks and Anne-Marie Carney and these are the new faces of ducks in a row we're super excited say hello Hey, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm excited, but yeah, yeah it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, and just the whole vision and the whole heart is really the same purpose is none of us have it all together, but together we can have it all in a way where we help each other point to the one who has it all and we look to him for everything, for everything that we have, everything that's going on in our lives, and um, just walk out this this sanctified sanctified life, basically. It's good um, with the Word of God. In between the, all of us, we just have some crazy testimonies and stories and questions <laughs> and mm-hmm. wrestles with the Lord, and that's just really what our goal is—just to do that out loud together. I don't know if I remember this. Y'all may have already said this, but how how do y'all know each other? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Rebecca. I don't think we talked about that. No. Um, I know how I know y'all, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. how do y'all know each other? Because y'all go We met back. the same way we met you. Okay. Yeah. In a, a freedom small, group. Yeah. In, in a, a small, small group. group. Mm-hmm. Was it a freedom group? It was a freedom group. It was a freedom group. And was that in Florence or was that before Florence? It that was, was before Florence. Yeah. We yeah. met in Birmingham. Birmingham. That's mm-hmm. the part of your group. Yeah. At a Church of the Highlands small group. Yeah. With our husbands. It was, yeah, it was a marriage. In 2018. Goodness. Yeah. Five years ago. Um, I was looking back at pictures and I don't remember Greg's being like, that little I think I blacked out too I don't and being little. I don't remember like Gunny not being here yeah yeah because you were pregnant I was pregnant with Gunny yeah which yeah. is like mind-blowing but I feel like Walker her youngest should be 19 <laughs> I mean like I swear you were pregnant for two years with Walker yeah I felt <laughs> and like, like <laughs> when his first birthday I was like no it ain't his first birthday it's yeah. at least his third or fourth like I feel like it's just, I feel like he's been know. around. He's yeah. He's been, been around. around. Yeah. And then we both just met Anne Marie in the same way at a small group 
three treasure of the highland yeah freedom and i can't say i predicted that this was where it was going (laughs) but i will say i did predict it going somewhere because of how just drawn to you guys i have been through this small group like you guys have just been great like spiritual like leaders and role models like in the small group and so it was easy to say yes because i was i was excited I was excited that you even brought it up to me to begin with. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't even want to be around them as much as possible. So <laughs> this is my door. Kind of the place that that's we so nice. were when yeah. we met. You know, we were trying to get closer to the Lord. Yeah. And didn't know what that looked like. Mm-mm. Didn't really have any, like, friends that were in the place where we were of uh, kids and yeah. growing in the Lord and then really wanting your husband to like be partnered with you yeah. as like a family unit mm-hmm. and yeah. and we didn't really know what to do like we didn't know like when you say grow in the lord we didn't know what that looked like we didn't know how do you grow in the lord like you know there's not necessarily like a step by step for everybody because everybody's life is so different and everybody comes from different broken places and so mm-hmm. all the healing looks really different so it was helpful to have someone. I think it was a breath know. of fresh air too that like, I don't know, I guess sometimes when you see people in the church and you're like, they're either like switched their life around and how did they get there? And then, but to be in daily life with Chaley mm-hmm. and her family and be like, listen, our kids are running around with like t-shirt and no clothes no on, clothes you on. know, yeah. like you're yeah. eating pizza tonight. This is, yeah. this is just so we can have a break kind of deal. Yeah. It's been it's been nice. Yeah. And I think that's honestly, and there's a there's a scripture on it. Um, it's where, uh, it's in the New Testament, but I don't know exactly who says it. But it's like, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. Like, there's healing in community. Like, the Bible shows yes. us, like, there's healing when you come together and you say, hey, I'm struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't understand this. Hey my friend my other friend really hurt my feelings or my husband hurt my feelings like how do I process this biblically mm-hmm. not culturally so or worldly like what does the bible say that I how do I move forward in this um and there's there's power in community like I think there's just like this mystery I mean obviously I mean Jesus said we're two or more gathered and I think there's just there's just some type of power in it. I don't understand it. I had this thought on the way over here because I was thinking about everything of our life and journey and our testimony that we have shared so far. And I I need the transparency for myself, mm. you know? Like, I tell, I tell parts of the things that we're walking through because i need to be transparent mm. for my own that's good. strength and healing mm. you know and yeah. I, I need the prayers of everybody but i also just i just can't lie about it yeah. you know yeah. yeah like i heal in yeah i heal in being upfront about it and i heal in communicating about it and that's probably the vulnerable part of the podcast because yeah. everything that we share and just like post you know online and stuff I don't want to say it's calculated because it's not exactly calculated, but it is almost like a processed Mm -hmm. share Mm -hmm. where I'm sharing 
the next thing that's happened but at the point i'm sharing it i've already, already i've already good. cried in the shower yeah i've already yeah i've already been mad i've already i've already walked through these steps mm. to get to a place where the last step is to just share it and mm. like that's where i just release the rest mm-hmm. you know that's good. Mm-hmm. but but in in a setting like this where we're having we're having a private conversation you know but we're sharing it with everyone yeah. and yeah. it's walking through processing the dirtier parts of it yeah. you know in the beginning so that adds a bit of vulnerability to yeah. all of this but I definitely have felt this pull to like step out further and your invitation to be part of this was an obvious obvious next step so 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 let's do it that's amazing okay so let's we're gonna jump in to an episode and we're gonna talk we're gonna break down a message and I don't think this is anything I've ever done before I think I've always like had a theme or something like that but um we're gonna just sit together and process this um message from Kristen Kane that we all listened to that we felt like was extremely powerful and just so timely based off what I previously shared about what the Lord is doing, um, just something new. And so practically when the Lord is doing something new, like what's our responsibility? And I think this is a really good tie into what that looks like. That's good. So do you want to jump in? How did you land on this? Um, you are the one. You brought up this this message. So what what got you to this message? Was so it just I have something like you this heard weird before? thing where I just like scroll YouTube or Spotify of like weekly messages or like recent messages, and then I really go off the title, which is probably not the best. I read the, I read cover. the book by its cover. <laughs> Chaley knows I'm like not a reader anyway, so I'm like. Give me the cliff notes, and if this is a cliff note, then I'm jumping in. But um, I originally saw it, which I listened to Christina Kane. Anyways. She's so powerful. She is probably one of the best She's women powerful. communicators. Mm-hmm. I had never heard her before. Really? really? No, yes, and I was so sad. I had never heard her before because yeah. I was so impressed. She's I was so powerful. impressed. Yeah. She was. She She's was great. powerful, yes. and she's a great communicator. And then. Really, her journey, yeah, her story is even more powerful. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes, and this may just be me, but I feel like she probably, honestly, holds back a lot. I feel like she's got so much more in her, as far as like stuff she would say mm-hmm. if she wasn't trying to offend nobody. She did throw out some little like jokes and tidbits through her sermon where she was like, but that's for another day. She's and like, I was like, do it today. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel keep like going. that's one thing I can't stand. I cannot stand when people get up on a platform and they're like, well, I don't have time to talk about this today. Well, we're all here. <laughs> we're all Bring gathered. Like, go ahead. You know, but, uh, you know, I feel like just how you, like I've heard pastors say, oh, I can't say that on a Sunday morning. And I'm like, that's the problem. Mm. That is the problem. Mm-hmm. It needs to be said on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And so kind of like that mindset that people with a huge platform have is I can't say this 
you know, on this platform, I feel like if you could like let her loose, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she didn't have to worry about the platform. Mm-hmm. I feel like she could like light it up. Like, and like she she's so runs, what is it, 821? Yeah. Ministry? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. which is super it's, needed. Yeah. Very powerful. Um, but um, she's great. Yeah. She's amazing. But I also feel like, the reason, and I know you both do this, but the reason why I listen to other sermons outside of our church, our home church, um, is because I feel like I always need supplements. Well, it's daily bread. Yeah. He didn't say, get a piece of bread, it'll last you all week. You know? Mm-hmm. He said daily bread. So, I think that goes as far as like reading the word, but mm-hmm. obviously we all haven't been to seminary. Yeah. <laughs> so, you need somebody to help you understand the word. So kind of like what we talked about last week is like, I have these pastors or these churches that I follow closely because I respect the way they share the word. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, whether it's five, six, seven, eight sermons I listen to in a, you know, seven, eight day span, you know, that's the way I look at it as I can, I do read, I mean, I read the Bible every day, but I'll read a verse and I'll be like, oh, okay. And then I'll hear somebody that's been through seminary or theology or something, break it down. And I'm like, oh, I did not say that. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, yeah. and that's what, honestly, that's what they're there for. Um, so yeah, it's, it's daily it's bread. Yeah. Um, but I originally chose this one because I saw just an, in the title, Lot's Wife. And I was thinking, oh, like. Lot's wife. I don't even know what this is about, number one. And then number two, like, she's going to be a powerhouse and it's just going to be, like, give me some motivation as, like, a mom and wife to, like, get out there and do something strong. And it was, like, completely opposite. <laughs> it was complete opposite. I was, like, Lot's wife let us down. You were, like, maybe I need I to go like, back and read what Lot's wife's yeah. story she was in. So, uh, like, let us down. Like, that's hilarious. Um. So <laughs> she was gonna motivate. Yeah, I was like, actually, she motivated me to do the opposite. Yeah, of what do she the did. opposite of Lot's wife. That's hilarious. Um, so, and I know both of y'all listen to the sermon. So pretty much, Christina Kane just breaks it down and um, talks about in what what was the book in the end when Jesus is talking about the end times and, and Luke. She used his uh, his yeah the coming of the kingdom. In Luke, um, it's it? Luke seventeen. Read it, Chaley. Um, my mom, my mom. It's a lot of verse. Okay. Just as it was, so this is Luke seventeen twenty six. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying, selling, planning, and building. But the day Lot left Saddam, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the roof of his house with his goods inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. In verse 32 is three words. Remember Lot's wife with an exclamation point. And then he keeps going, whoever tries to keep his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. 
But I just thought that was powerful, and pretty much what she was referring to was like, you know, they're talking about the end times. They're talking about all the worldly things, and in that passage, you know, the Lord points out, Jesus points out, and remember Lot's wife. So then it goes back to what Genesis 17, and it says, as they brought them out, one said, escape for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the hills, lest you be swept away. And um, Genesis 19.26, but Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. Mm. Mm. And so I just thought that was so powerful. And I just paused for a second because I know, especially in my life, um, I'm constantly praying to the Lord for more and to take me into his promises and his purpose. And then I just started like filtering all of these things of like, but what am I looking back and holding on to, you know, Mm -hmm. like I want to be a good mother, but I'm, I'm not used to A, B and C growing up with, you know, Mm -hmm. and it just was like, I just felt like the Lord was like, when are you finally going to cut chains and walk into your purpose and not look back or filter Mm -hmm. or hold back? And in verse 16, it says, so basically the Lord sends two angels to Lot. And there's so much disgustingness going on that the men of the city try to be intimate with these two angels. That's bizarre. I was going to say, a whole new level. Like, when people are like, the Bible's boring, I'm like, have you read Genesis? (laughs) Um, And so Lot is trying to, like, protect these men so they don't get... Anyways. Um, It says, so you go down, and basically, with the coming of the dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, hurry, take your wife and your daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hand in the hands of his wife and his two daughters and led them safely out of the city, mm. for the Lord was merciful to them. Wow. I'm just like, how many times has the Lord taken us by the hand so good. and said, go this way? And you're just like, mom, I like it here, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm telling you. You better go this way. That's good. You better get out of here. And we're all just like, I don't understand. Why? You know? That is so good. Um, I love where she said that she was, like, Lot's wife was torn between where God was taking her and where she was leaving. Mm-hmm. And then she went on to say she had lost sight that the promise of God and provision of God was ahead of her. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I have done that so many times. Yeah. In the in the in you know any in any little battle you know like you don't you're not as aware of it but in the big battles too that you you have you have to walk like you have to decide to walk forward in mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. the the looking back at what could have been and like mm-hmm. what you wanted and how that wasn't your plan. That's good. Yeah, your plan didn't go the way you wanted it to. Mm-hmm. And then she said she got stuck in a place she was only meant to be passing through. Mm. Oh, that rock, that that line right there stopped me because I thought, how many plans have I made that yeah. were mm. that were not my plans? All yeah. of them. Yeah, all of them. You yeah. know. 
that got me. But what does that look like? What does that look like when you're processing or you're in the middle of something and you know the Lord, number one, is not in that, and or you know the Lord is pulling you in a different way and you have to selfishly... I think it comes down to kind of like what I was sort of sharing is like, who do I care about disappointing more? Mm. Do I care about disappointing the Lord more or do I care disappointing like, like with us, like moving do, but and I know this is what the Lord has called us to do. And do I know, like I was so scared to hurt people's feelings, but whose feelings do I care about more? Like if I know this is what the Lord is telling us to do and he's pursuing us down this path, who do I care more about pleasing? Mm-hmm. And it has to be the Lord. So making that choice. Yes, yeah, so you have to make the, I think you have to resolve in your mind, I'm here to please the Lord. You know, I'm here to, no, this didn't look the way that I planned, but he didn't tell me it'd be easy. So I'm here to, I'm here to please the Lord. That like, is so much easier when you have that established relationship, mm, you know? Yes. Because when you haven't established it yet, when you haven't figured out when you're, when you are, you know, in Christ more because you want to go to heaven instead mm, of going to hell, no, you know, you don't really good. have the relationship. Mm-mm. There's so much struggle in that. Yeah. There's so much struggle in changing your plans. Like there's mm-hmm. so much struggle in just releasing, you know, when you're, when you walk through trials and you're looking at it going, what's going to be what's going to bring glory to God like Mm -hmm. it makes the trial easier to walk through Mm -hmm. but when you're not asking that question Mm -mm. it is so easy to to keep looking back it's so Mm -hmm. easy I through this whole thing I was like I am Lot's wife (laughs) like like what what was her name (laughs) her name wasn't in there her name wasn't in there she's always just Lot's wife she's just Lot's wife and uh, oh god I know. I was like, I... The Lord said, we can't even say her name. I should be a pillar of salt. You know, like, I am Lot's wife. Like, I I have... A, I, I don't know. I look at journeys. I look at journeys where I have not been in a place. Mm. And in that relationship where I struggled. I struggled so much looking back at what if and my plans changing and it wasn't easy. Yeah. And even now... We've walked through even bigger trials, and each time we walk through something, somehow it gets a little bit easier because yeah, that's good. because my my closeness to Christ, you know, and I'm getting closer. Like there's always room to get closer and closer, you yeah. know. But at the same time, it's like I can see that I'm getting closer because yeah. of how I handle trials, of how I walk into a trial. And I think too, like the more trials you walk through, it's like what James said, like. What does he say? Like, be joyful when you face many trials. And you're like, how am I supposed to do that? <laughs> but you get the Lord's track record yeah. in your own life. That's good. Mm-hmm. So trial after trial, does it suck? Yes, it sucks. But you start to have a track record of the Lord's faithfulness in your own life. So like what Amory is saying, when you get on down to like, this is my 50th trial. <laughs> like... You're like, they just hit less because you're like, the Lord is faithful and he is good. good. And I know that this is not fun or this doesn't look the way I want it to right now, Mm. but I have been enough. I've been through enough to know this is for my good. Some way, somehow this is going to be for my good. 
And you just kind of start to, I feel like, surrender a little bit easier. I feel like you've recently gotten really good at that. I totally agree with you. And I'm trying to pat myself on the back. I know that (laughs) would shake Chaley. She's like, oh, I'm just giving it to the Lord. We're just moving on. New day. New day. Not going to worry about it. And I'm like, I'm kind of offended for you. (laughs) Yeah. I just, (laughs) I feel like he is kind of like you flip that switch in your mind. And the only word that really comes to mind is resolve. Mm. And once you resolve, like, you just become more steadfast. That's good. And I think the more trials you walk through, the more steadfast you become because of his track record. And you realize it's not your strength. It's not your anything. We do have a part to play. Mm. We do have to make the choice. But it's his faithfulness Mm -hmm. and his goodness. I was like, oh. Really I think some way. situations become, like, you kind of filter them, right? Like, you're mm-hmm. like, this is not that big of a deal. Like, I'm not giving my energy into fighting this right battle. But then when you know that something really big is coming, you're like, okay. Yeah. Like, let's go to yeah. warfare prayer or whatever, yeah. you know? Let's go to war. Like, kids throwing fits, I'm like, I ain't giving, yeah, I'm not, I'm not letting you ruin yeah. my day. Yeah. You're yeah. like... But you see that would ruin my day. Yeah. You know, like, used to, by the, by two or three o'clock, like before my kids were in school and I was home with all of them, I was done and I would lose it. Like, absolutely lose it on them. And it wasn't their fault, really. I mean, they're just kids. It was my fault. But I would let it get all over me. And then it would ruin my day, and it would ruin my night, and it would usually ruin my next day, because I would dread the next day. That's good. Um, And that's a hard, you know, that is a hard season in itself. But when I I read a book, and they were basically like, when you, um, when essentially what you're doing is you're just handing over your will to the devil. When you lose it, basically, you decide, oh, you can have my will, three-year-old. Here, you, you can have your mom's will. And you just take it and do whatever you want to with it. And when I saw it in that light, of like I was just handing mm. a three-year-old, a two-year-old, or a five-year-old my competency, essentially. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's horrible. You know? Like, I'm supposed to be the adult in the room. Yeah. And I'm giving myself control to three-year-olds. So, so it sounds so easy to take control back when you put it through that filter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to keep it in that filter because you're like, oh, I'm not handing this to you. I'm keeping this. You can't have it. And same with the devil, right? I'm keeping this. You can't have it. So I'm not going to believe the lie. You know, I'm not going to fall for your, you trying to distract or frustrate me. You can't have it. I'm going to keep it. That's good. But, um, so... Like, what did she say towards the, like, how did she, like, bring it home? So, she pretty much was just super encouraging, I felt like, and was like, let's, you know, is Jesus the anchor of your life or or is your past, Mm. really? Like, are you asking for all of this and then willing to do it? Mm. Or are you... that's me. That's me. <laughs> or is the Lord... Excuse me, Lord. Not like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's me. And so I think Phil, she just ended really... 
let's see what the verse was. Um, she was just super encouraging and was like, Hebrews 2, 1, for this reason we must pay attention all the more to what we have heard so that we will not drift away. And so she had a point oh, that was super, analogy. yes, that was so good. And she was saying that when she was younger, she w- would go to the beach with her dad. And her dad was very serious about the drifting. Yeah. And pretty much she had this one line that was like, it, like you can stand still and drift away, mm-hmm. which she is so good. All you have to do to drift is nothing. Nothing. Mm. And I oh. felt like that was so powerful because how many times have I called you and been like, you know, I'm not really moving, mm-hmm. um, and but I want more, mm-hmm. and but I'm not doing. Anything. But I'm not doing anything. Yeah, that was probably the first half of my Christian life. Like yeah. that is how my testimony starts because Christian school, Christian family, church, Sunday, Wednesday, like all my life. I knew yeah. the scriptures. I can tell you the Bible in order. You know, like I. That was that was it for me even though I knew the things and I was kind of submerged in it I was still doing nothing Mm. you know and I think that's why it surprised me when I did finally come close to the like the I feel like the Holy Spirit finally got loud in me when I was Mm. finally seeking and searching yeah that it surprised me so much to be like whoa, this is real. Yeah. Like, I, I, even though I've, I've known it and I say I believe it, but it's real. To experience It's that. real. And it oh, surprised me so much. And it wasn't like I was out from under this, you know, Christian umbrella or anything, but I was doing nothing. Mm. And I drifted so far. Mm. I mean, I mean, I was young and I was a kid, but at the same time, when it all clicked, it just it shocked me in a way that I was like regretful that it took this trial and this push to Mm. bring me this close to God. You know, I was like, why, why did it take that? Why did it take coming this low? Mm. Why did it take this pain? Because I was drifting, Yeah, you know, like something had to bring me back. And, uh, and it wasn't that I was doing the wrong things. It was that I was, Literally doing nothing. 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 That's good. I was doing nothing at all. Yeah. And I think that's like another kind of misconceived belief almost in the church is like if I go to church and I, you know, do all the things, do all the things, then I'm doing all that I can do. And it's really hard to explain Mm. unless you experience it. It's really Mm. hard to explain. It's like, no, there's a reason like even in the Old Testament in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, he's like, seek me with your whole heart. You know, it's the reason the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, That's and good. strength. Because it takes strength. Like it takes um, a choice. It takes like choosing to do it. It takes perseverance. It takes, you know, having to take steps forward. It's not like you just sit here. And it's like, oh, this is so awesome. Like, mm-hmm. no, like you have to like feed, feed. And yeah. I hate to use the word grind, but it's kind of what yeah. it comes to mind. Like, yeah. Cause you have to be willing to go through healing on the inside. Mm, yeah. And I think that's hard for a lot of people. Like who wants to sit and deal with all their stuff? I know. Nobody. She listed out things people get stuck in and she was like stuck in disappointment, stuck in all these things that yeah. she said, stuck in comfort. Yes. And I was like, oh, yes. 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 Stuck in comfort. 
yeah that hit, that hit home I thought man I see that in I see that the most yeah you know because mm-hmm. in our discomfort I feel like we maybe as Christians we find God in our lower places mm-hmm. so easily mm-hmm. that we aren't seeking him as hard in our comfort mm, yeah. or we're content or relaxed about it and or it's like just make me comfortable yeah like lord will you bless us where we have enough money so we'll be comfortable can i live in that really nice house so i'm comfortable can my kids yeah. go to this great school so we're comfortable can i have that really nice car and then it's like give my life purpose comfortably comfortable. yeah <laughs> yes that and is not a story in the bible yeah yeah don't make me step out on anything i don't want to do mm-hmm. you know and it's like and it's that's also hard to explain of like <laughs> it almost makes him sound like mean right like oh sorry you can't stay comfortable but I think it's like you can't stay the same you don't grow in comfort right yeah you don't grow in but you don't make everything comfortable for your kids either no and you're doing what's best for them right good holding them to a standard yeah yeah. you make them them safe yeah figure out how to get up on their own you make them wash their own hair you make them you make them learn these things to do it on their own for their benefit yeah that's good yeah yeah that's really good but yeah it's hard to it's hard to step out out of your comfort zone but kind of like lot's wife is have y'all ever seen the meme on social media and it's like it's little girl and jesus is kneeling in front of her and she has her teddy bear and she can't see what's behind his back but it's a bigger teddy bear and he's like give me your bear but she can't see that he oh, has a bigger teddy one. bear. And it's I like, every, I think of this all the time. And I'm like, that's it. That is such a phenomenal picture of what it's like walking with Jesus, being sanctified, growing in, in loving and learning him more. Is He's constantly like, give me that bear. Mm-hmm. He's got a better bear. But mm-hmm. do I trust that what he has is better? That's good. And just like with Lot's wife, like he was leading them out of immorality, you know, sin, no telling what all. And she. And could you imagine like angels appearing and then you're yeah. still. And you're still like, I don't looking know. Looking yeah. through them. Like, yeah. And it's like, what I, I think have I related to that. Yeah. It's easy. She said that she's leaving her friends and her family and like she's leaving everything. Comfortable. Yeah. And I was like, man what i mean i hate she turned into a pillar of salt but at the same time like she made it in the story and like i would do that i would do like with holding the angel's hand you know i think i would go but i worry i would look back yeah you know like i I can't pretend i wouldn't oh no yeah i probably would if everything i knew and loved was back there yeah as awful as it had to have been Mm -hmm. for the story to get to that point you know yeah i guess probably still would have it would have yeah it would have been really hard not to really hard but it just teaches us like that what he has is better yeah you know? it's yeah like, and i have to ask myself this a lot like am i willing to trust mm-hmm. like do i really trust you i say that i trust you i probably sing a song that i trust you and it's easy to sit here and talk about how good he is because he is so good but when you're in these transitional moments and you feel like you're walking across a tightrope, like, can I trust you? Mm. You know? And I, I don't know. I mean, I'll be 
just that she didn't make it. And then Lot's story goes on to be kind of gross. But, <laughs> but <laughs> also, you know, the Lord redeems. I mean, not the salt, but. <laughs> but it just like hit home because I feel like I've been in a drifting season mm-hmm. where I'm like doing the things that I know to do. Mm. And it's just not hitting the same anymore. Mm. And I'm like. What do I do different? What do I do different? Have you asked? I haven't asked. <laughs> and I think I'm scared to ask. I feel like that's 99% of our conversations. Always. Rebecca says something and I say, have you asked the Lord? And she's like, no. And <laughs> I think that. That's good. I've put this standard on the Lord. Mm. which is number one, a red flag that like, if I walk forward, am I constantly going to be in that first love mindset mm. that I'm drawn to? Or am I going to be okay with not always being there? So I read a book this week. Uh-huh. It's so good. Everybody should read it. It's called Praying Like Monks and Living Like Fools. Mm. And he talked about love, fidelity to Jesus. And he basically was compared it to like an older couple that you see married, like they've been married for 70 years. And of course, everybody looks at that and they're still so in love. And you look at them and you're like, oh, I want that. And he's like, fidelity doesn't just happen at the beginning and at the end. Fidelity happens on all the boring days in between. Mm, That's good. Like when you decide to love Jesus it's exciting at first, especially when you start to get all these new revelations. You're like, oh yeah. my God, I never knew it. You know? And then obviously the end is going to be flipping amazing yes. like when he comes back. But in fidelity between. is all the boring days in between. Mm. Like, that you know, so good. every morning you set that time aside to spend with him and start your day with him. You know, do you do it out of legality or do you do it out of fidelity? and love Mm -hmm. and like you don't have to give me visions you don't have to you know you enough I love you enough just to sit here and dedicate this time to you and if you have anything you want to say to me I'm obviously right here and I just want you to know that I'm here because I love you and when I read that I was like this is so good because also I feel like in your walk with the Lord some people kind of stop walking forward because they're like, well, I haven't had an experience lately. Ooh. And it's like, it's not about, he is a God of experience. And once you encounter him, I mean, you, you'll, you will not be the same. But nowhere does it say. That's constant. That it's every day. Mm. Like Jacob worked to marry Rachel for what, 20 years? I mean, imagine the mundane in that. Jacob's speaking to me now. Sorry. Yeah, I'm getting it. I hear you. Know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's fidelity is not about just like the 10-year anniversary trips and the big milestones. It's about every day in between. That's so good. I needed that. Boom. <laughs> but I did just read that, and it hit me hard, too. And I was like, that's such a good way to look at it. I was like, what do you think your biggest takeaway was from... From the sermon. I guess just kind of like what we're walking through. There's still a lot unknown ahead. Mm. But I know where the Lord has called us to. And so I'm literally 
trying not to be Lot's wife. Hmm. Because about a month ago when all this was going on, I was trying to find a way to have both. Hmm. We were going to move, but I was trying to keep this house. And I felt like the Lord said, you have to burn the ships. And I was like, but I don't want to. I don't want to keep the house. It'd be a great lake house. I kind of want to keep it. And I could keep it. And, and he was like, no, you can't. And so I literally am trying not to be Lot's wife. And I'm trying to, you know, let the angel take me by the hand mm. and not look back. And it is hard because my family is here. And, you know, my friends are here. Mm. And I'm comfortable here. I mean, we're getting to go to a great place. At least I know where I'm going. She had, she would have had to go to a cave. But, you know, like, it's still, like, there's still a lot unknown ahead. And so just choosing to trust. And I feel like I'm in a pretty good mental place because I'm like, if anybody, I guess, is, like, upset with me, I'm like, you can take that out with the Lord. Because, like, I'm following the Lord. So... Mm-hmm. But there still are a lot of a lot of unknowns. So for me, it just hits like, this is my life right now. Do not be Lot's wife. Mm-hmm. Do not look back. Like when he takes you to this new place, you cannot look back. But I feel like it's so beautiful because all that y'all have been through, like the Lord, I guess, worked those muscles yeah. to where y'all are in a place yeah. of trusting him and being so in love with him that you're willing to like, partner with him and be like all right yeah take me where you want me to go yeah and take that step yeah where you know it was a lot to get here but still we did go through a lot but I think that's just like that's who he is yeah like he he doesn't leave us the same thank Mm. god you know and it's a testimony and that's something else that I just try to keep in mind it's like we're just gonna have a really cool testimony you know to give glory to God. And mm-hmm. anybody that's willing to listen, I'm going to hit them up with it. <laughs> but yeah, that was mine. That was my takeaway. What about you? Um, I just feel like this was just a shake of like, get out of the drift, Rebecca. Walk to the yeah. shore. Get up and let's go. Yeah. Like, you know what you hear. You know what I'm calling you to be. And you finally need to cut those ties and just like walk forward. You know, you're not, I just took it as like, you're not who your past is. You're not who your family says you are. Like you are a new person and you can't help, you can't hold both. Mm. You're either going to go with angels or you're going to stay back. Like be a pillar of, and nobody can answer that, but you, Mm. nobody can make that choice, but you and like stop being in both places at once and like get up and go. Mm. And so I was just like, okay, I'll go, I'll go, like, so, yeah, that's awesome, though. It was, I was like rocked by this. Yeah. So, what about you? I probably enjoyed that she touched on, um, like she when she was like kind of wrapping up, she said she brought up how Jesus had this moment in the Garden of Gethsemane where he was like, I don't want to do this, but nevertheless. Mm. And I was like, oh, I needed that. I needed that line, you know. And and I was like, man, that is that is Lot's wife. And you know, I, then it took me through this 
how thankful I am to be on this side of the cross, mm. you know, mm-hmm. because I would be looking back. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it did like convict me more mm. that even though I want to hold on to things that I want, that I want to hold on, I want to hold on to the plans that I have in life, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that, um, that's not promised to me. Mm-hmm. That's not promised to me. And, and I think the other part of it too was them having to leave right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You that's, know, that's when she was talking about being stuck and all the things It was like, I have, you know, in our, in our battles right now, that's something that I'm like, you know, it's not that I won't walk through this. I just don't want to do it right now. Mm. You know? And it's like, it's not that I won't face it, Lord, but just can we please do it later? Yeah. You know, and it was something with with wow. this story and Lot's wife was like, you got to go now. You got to go now. Yeah. There wow. is other things waiting for you mm. and you have to go now. Mm. And that gave me, it reboosted my my hope in the Lord and her that's talking good. about, you know, where your hope is anchored yeah, and that's good. Um, having hope and things that aren't promised and that are in the wrong places, like putting your anchor in the wrong things. And mm-hmm. it really, it really made me, you know, think oh, it just encouraged me more to be like, where is your hope? Wow. Where is your hope and where are your plans? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're not in Sodom, you know? <laughs> Like they are forward. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Like they are forward. And, um, I don't know. I know I'm definitely guilty of all the things that she touched on and I wanted to be better at them. Um, but yeah, it was really, it was really humbling and really made me check the things that I am stuck in, the big things and the little things. Mm -hmm. Um, and it made me, maybe more aware of places that I'm Mm. stuck, you know, where I haven't, or things that I feel stuck in that I shouldn't be giving time to. Yeah, that's good. You know, like we had this talk the other day where I was like, I messed up and went to my friend's house and then I came home and hated my house, you know? (laughs) And it was like, now I got stuck for like a week thinking about all the things in my house I didn't really like. And I was making all these plans for my house. And then I had to be like, dude you like your house you know like where did you get caught up in this like where did you get stuck in that and even though it was a small thing listening to this made me go yeah hey where's your focus what's your time need to be in imagine like bitterness offense Mm. unforgiveness like being stuck in those places I feel like you know that those are easy places to get hung up on. Like you said, yours was like, it's kind of superficial, you yeah. know, but, but imagine still the amount of headspace that took up. So imagine like a bigger, deeper thing. That's good. Yeah. Like the amount of space that that takes up. Mm-hmm. And that's just what the devil wants, mm. you know? So it's like, don't, you know, be Lot's wife. It's like for a lot of reasons, <laughs> you know, like for a lot of reasons. To not be stuck in disappointment or bitterness, unforgiveness, hurt, di- you know, discouragement, all those things. And I feel like we were going through that in group too, so it just yeah. kind of like 
Yeah, that would probably be a good message to share on the group. Yeah. With the group. Of like, and like forgiving, letting go. And I feel like I just needed to just dump the bag out. Yeah. Yeah, she hit so many things. That's awesome. So many things in one message. Like We highly recommend everybody go. <laughs> we highly the, recommend It's Christine message. Kane at Elevation Church. And when was the date? Was it recent? No, it was 2020. I think she said October 2022 yeah. okay. was the date she threw the, out. Yeah, I think okay. she was talking about the pandemic, right? Okay, yeah, because she did kind of talk about the pandemic. Yeah. So, yeah, you can Google it. I'm I remember sure. thinking, how did I miss that? Because I, I listen to Elevation oh, you a good bit. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I had missed sometimes. that. I had missed that one. But but she ended with this verse, Philippians 3.13, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind mm. and straining forward to what lies ahead. Mm. That's yeah, so good. Amen. That is so good. Yeah. I yeah. was like, okay. Like, okay, I can do that. I can do it. And yeah. it was just so powerful and refreshing, you know, like when you are holding all this stuff in and overanalyzing and finding solutions and then, you stumble upon like the word and Mm -hmm. you're like, this is all, this is like my solution. Like I'm coming up, I'm spending so much time coming up with a plan of how to get out or how to fix or how to put the bandaid on. And I really can just rest in the the word of the Lord. And if I do that, that's like, he's already set out the plan. He's already set out the solution. And it even says like on down, it says, all of us who are mature should take such a view of things. Mm. And if on some point you think differently, that too, God will make clear to you. So good. That's good. That's really good. Okay. All right. listening to ducks in a row we hope that this message was super encouraging be sure to tune in next time